The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. And as moms, as black women, we don't always have that. We rarely have that. Right. It's amazing. I'm finding myself that despite all this time and obviously suspending services at my office and not having to work in real time with people face to face, I'm finding that ironically, I seem to run out of time every day. I don't get it. (laughs) I just don't get it. (laughs) It's a weird time show right now. Like I can't, some days it's fast, some days it's slow. Exactly. Early in your book, I was uh, deeply captivated by these words, and, and I did write this quote down, so I'll quote it directly. I've always been told that women are powerful, tenacious, and important, that we pull from limitless places, that we make magic wherever we go, shining light into the darkness, forming impenetrable shields with our love, that beneath moments of weakness are endless reserves of strength, end quote. It's such a beautiful passage that I've read it to myself over and over, and it resonated deeply with me. But then you progress on in the book to tell your story from childhood to adulthood of how you struggled with your own power. So tell us about your most significant life-altering struggle, one or two or a few, however, whatever you care to share, and how you overcame came it and who helped you along the way. I know it's a loaded question. Yeah. You know, it feels like there are these moments recently that are coming fast that are life-changing. Mm. Um, there have been deaths. My father died when I was um, 20 years ago. That was life-changing. Mm. I married. <laughs> that is life-changing. Every birth, five yes. birth, births and one adoption, they've been life-changing. Um, every divorce yeah. has been and I've learned something from all. I will say, when my son said, I am a, not a girl, I'm a boy, mm-hmm. that required a different skill set? A different, well, it required a very long pause. Mm. Quickly respond, no quick response to that. So I really had to pause and then I had to learn a new skill set. Um, and that's when I was breaking. I think I almost broke at that point. Mm. You know, talk about this black girl magic and this black excellence and this women's, you know, ability to endure. And then we break. We do. Yeah. I do. And uh, so it was, it was a break that I hadn't felt before because when your child is um, not right and when the world is not right with your child, it is a devastating, you know, a devastating place to be in as a mom. So I would say that moment when I realized that my son was from, anything that I thought I knew 
the the learning lesson was so severe, so steep, but it changed everything. Like I don't look at anything um, the same after that. And yeah. I think we're gonna with COVID. I think there's gonna be a lot of PTS after this moment of COVID. But I think there's gonna be a lot of deep, steep learning that mm-hmm. we will use as the lens for everything else. This feels like a really difficult time, and it is. And I'm not minimizing the deaths. Yeah. And the, but the less the learning lessons. We've got to hear them. They will yep. change ever for us. Wow. It, it is a really um, exceptional time. Exceptional time. It is. And you know, it's funny. It's not funny, but funny, not funny. When people ask me a lot about to talk about what it was like to, to understand my kid is transgender, not knowing anything about trans, right? Coming from a yeah. black so I didn't know that word. Um, and they sort of they want to hear the story of how strange it was or how difficult it was. And we are now as a, as a, as a society in the strangest moment, something that we have never experienced before, something that we don't understand with language, something that will only reveal itself over time. And so I went through with my child, obviously um, raising a trans kid and experiencing a virus or two different, I'm not comparing two, but I'm saying there are lessons to be learned in these Um, that will have to come through time. So we're going to have to give this some time. Yeah, I agree. It is going to take some time on many levels for a a number of different things, physically, medically, um, politically, socioeconomically, spiritually. Everything is being disrupted. Yeah, and that, that, yes, exactly. And we have to um, acknowledge that that the disruption for sure is happening. It has happened. Let's talk a little bit about your family. You mentioned um, how you grew up. You grew up in a household that honored its legacy. Um, and you were often reminded of your identity and encouraged to be your authentic uh, authentic self and to take power and, and have pride in that. Um, when did you first experience, um, I guess, or a, what can I call it? Um, um, maybe a crisis of identity or a crisis of authenticity. Did you ever have a moment in your life where you felt, whoa, 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 I'm all these things I was told. I'm all this stuff. But wait a minute. I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, I was laughing when you said, I was chuckling to myself when you were just, yes. um, because in my house, we could pretty, my father raised us to be very outspoken, very independent. Um proud of our Afros, proud of our skin, yeah. proud of our, you know, quirks. And so we had a lot of room to be authentic, except, and this is where the humor comes in, if it interfered with him. <laughs> we could never cross, <laughs> we could cross any, we could, you know, go up against any rule except for him. Ah. And, so and so there's, and I find that in life that we, uh, we tell women, you know, be smart, but not too smart, be tall. Uh. Up, but not taller than your man, so shrink down. Right. Be sexy, but don't be slutty. You right. know, right? Uh, don't be, you know, too in control of right. finance. But then you seem right. unsexy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Women. But so I think you know, I was raised with some fundamental identity strength. Yes. Um, around my blackness, around my physicality, but. Now at 50, I realized there were caveats to that and I had to break those down. And you only understand the caveats when you collide up against yeah. limitation. So everything seems great until you hit limitation. And I found those limitations with some of my husbands, you know, <laughs> yes. it was, no, not that. We don't, you can't do that, Jody. Right. You can do that. 
Um, I found some of those limitations in business um, with how people wanted to interact with me as a woman or yes. not. So, but I, you know, and I, and I found, I still find some limitations to, or places where I haven't fully explored myself in my parenting. Yeah. It's constant. I, I think that if, you know, the question is, I think you asked like, where did I, did I ever have an identity crisis? And I'm having yes. them all the time. <laughs> I'm, not being, I'm not joking. I'm constantly questioning. Am I doing this parenting thing right? Yeah. Am I doing this spouse thing right? I've been divorced twice. Right. Am I this economic thing right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, if I can withstand 18 months of COVID. Right. So I'm questioning. And I think the questions are great. My foundation is pretty strong. And right. so I'm not picking apart. But the questions around, can I, can I do this? All the time. I would say that, yes, you can. So you touch upon uh, self-discovery. And your book actually not only tells the story of Penelope and uh, family, but it, it seems to tell um, more than one story, but in layers, which is really brilliant. So overall, would you agree that it is a story about discovery, not just discovery of self, but Penelope's identity, the discovery of family and that relationship? What did you discover about yourself throughout the end, this entire process with Penelope and about family and transformation? You're absolutely right. It was, it was about discovery. I discovered a few things that I um, have been keeping inside. So one of them is I am king. Ah. And that over people. or I, I'm not king over any king of this. Yes. Right? This body, this vagina, this womb, this brain, this heart. Some yes. most king over this woman, right? And so... Yeah. And, and I was never raised, although I was raised by kings and I was raised by dominant um, type A people, both male and female. I was never told I could be king. Yeah. I was told I was. And I discovered that I am actually king and I was doing a disservice to my relationships, playing the backfield, playing yeah. the supporting role because I was pissed off. <laughs> character. And I don't mean I don't collaborate. I collaborate all the time, but I yes. am naturally someone who likes to look for more and do more and drive. Yes. Understood. And so I'm king. I found that. But also found out that um, I'm a starfish. <laughs> and that means that. Like a spirit animal starfish? Or what does that mean? <laughs> okay. So I like spread out in the sand or in the, in the world and touch everything. So starfish, ah. just like starfish don't, like girl starfish don't do differently than boy starfish, right? Yeah. They're kind of without gender in many ways. Yeah. And so I want to be just this woman who touches women things or who does what moms do or yeah. acts like a 50 year old responsible woman. I yes. want to be able to do things in this life that make me happy. Yes. And correctly, but like, you know, what does a 50 year old woman look like anyway? I don't even freaking know at this point. Right. I mean, I, I, I can give you numerous examples, right. All over the place. Starfishing is about freedom. So I, I tell my kids, you're starfish. It's freedom. It's it's experiencing the world, every kernel, every sand in this life so that you can leave this life fulfilled. Because in the end, that's what it is, right? We, we, we want to have experienced um, and traversed life. Yes. Purposeful. Yeah. I like that. Hashtag starfish freedom. It's going in. Yeah. <laughs> now I've asked... Um, my friends and other podcast guests, this question, 
particularly about what we're all facing now, the global pandemic. So how are you managing? How are you trying to flourish, you and your family, your blended family, the, the husband, the ex-husbands? The, how Can you share with us some of the ways that you are not only keeping it together, but keep keeping everyone together and just staying safe, healthy, and well and fabulous? We, um, we are definitely strict in our social distancing. Yeah. First and foremost, made up very um, strong rules and we all agree to them, um, especially yeah, in my house, but also in the shared germ pool of the ex-husband's house. We kind of, because the kids essentially will go back and forth eventually. Yes, so we yes. have to kind of larger germ pool, think about how to be um, physically safe. And so we, that was the first thing, like let's lock down some rules and guidelines on how to keep the family safe. Yes. Um, and then once that some of the sort of more nuanced areas of coping and rebounding from this, everyone gets a space in the house where they can close the door. Ah. Privacy has been like our boundaries have been infringed upon in so many yes. ways, but I know I need a door to close. Yeah. So everyone gets a space where they can close the door. Mine, because I have so many people, mine has turned out <laughs> to be the bathroom. <laughs> um, I took <laughs> bathroom and, but so doors have to close and you have to be okay with that. Um, I also have been less structured with the day. So where I used to structure it, you know, hour by hour. Now yes. I have three, three anchors a day. We wake up at 8.30. Yes. We eat dinner at 7.30. Yes. We go to sleep at 11.30. Okay. And I'm talking about with my kids too. And then everyone fills in around those anchors the the rhythm as they choose. Yeah. Understanding is you've got to get your work, your education, your um, exercise yes. in. Yeah. But you choose where those go and how to flow the day. As long as you have your three anchors, rise at 8.30, dinner yeah. at 7, and bedtime by 11.30. Far it's been working. People have people have um, done their schoolwork. Yes. Mom done her, you know, exercises and her work. Yes. Yeah. And, that, and that's different for me. Not having complete control over the day feels weird and wonky. Yes. But if I, I look at it, the kids are doing all right with this. I'm glad. I have to, I have to admit that for me, not having a schedule has been quite an adjustment for me. I usually, you know, wake up early, I go to the office, I see my patients, or I wake up even earlier, I go to the operating room, do my operations, then I go back to the office and do my notes. Blah, blah, blah. And not having that, the first few weeks, I, I will be honest, I didn't know what to do with myself. And then finally, I just said, okay, Shirley, you know, snap out of it, all understanding that this is probably in part, you know, a grief reaction, but get back on something. So I created a mini schedule anchors, as you mentioned, when, you know, wake up, have breakfast, you know, exercise, da, da, da. so it, having some structure and filling it in and letting that flow, I think is important. So I, I like that strategy. Now, just the, the final few questions about some of the people who have influenced you, who would you say has had the most impact on shaping you and your success? Wow. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to um, push back on that and okay. say, and this is something I do a lot. I um, amalgamate, like I combine. Yes. Yes. That's so, fine. Yeah. Yeah. I found men that I really admire. I found women in my family that I um, draw from. Yes. I, authors. So I've been studying Baldwin. I've been studying Toni Morrison. Yes. I studied my, 
Dr. Gloria Blackwell, my father, my mother, and I have their pictures up and I have their books around. Um, and I look at them sometimes daily. And yeah. those are like when I want to be grown and independent, I think about how Beth Ann Hardison is doing her life. Oh, oh yes. I want to be young and a little bit um, ballsy. I think about Kilo Kish, who's this yes. great singer, a friend of mine. Um, and, and, and I have a, a, a list of people. If I want to be sort of um, faith-driven, I have my faith, you know, crew. And if yes. I want to be um, economically healthy and think about my economics, I have some people I pull from. So I can't give you one, but what I do right. say is you have to ID your tribe. Absolutely. And then when, you, when you've ID'd them, you can't skip that. You've got to go back to them. So this person for one thing, this person for another, yeah. and then amalgamate and you embody all of those people. Yes, you do a wonderful job, a very gracious job in your book of acknowledging all of those people. It was actually beautiful to read. So and it was beautiful to, to understand that um, we can have maybe it's a, it's a beautiful spirit of collaboration. I would say one thing, you know, you made me, you made me think about just some there are some fundamental folks in my life that, yes. um, you know, make me the, per, like sort of like my, 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 my foundation. So I would say yeah. my mom and yes. I don't want to go back and sound like I'm, you know, sort of adding in some sentiment, but no. when I think how I think, which is, I think organically, I think faith, I think um, bird's eye view over the family. My mom had that same skill. And I think, a lot of women, a lot of, of our mothers and our mother's mothers and their mothers. Yes. It's ability, a bird's eye view of situation. Yes. Not just get in the heat of it, but to take a bird's eye view and then to come up with a strategy. And we, we call that black girl magic. We call that black excellence. We call that like a woman, but it's, it's not magic. There are these yeah. women, my mother and her mother, who had strategies. Yes. For building families and building up communities. And so I want to say that with this amalgamation of inspiration that my mother, yes. my aunt, my grandmother, my great grandmother, those foundational elements are, um, I don't want to overlook. Yes. Well, these questions are meant to be thought provoking because I put a lot of thought into them. So <laughs> I'm happy you added. <laughs> so for a little bit of levity, um, what are some of your favorite ways to celebrate life and those people who inspire you? How do you do that? Oh, celebrate life. Okay. So I, I'm an introvert a lot of times. I love fun by myself or quietly with others. And so running right now. Wow, yes. I remember you telling me about that. Yes. It's a joy ritual for me. So I, I run a lot and I run to Drake. I listen to Drake and I run and that makes me feel, um, left foot slide, right foot slide. <laughs> I don't know what it is. This music is just, it just gets me going. So, okay. Running is a joy ritual. Cooking. Wow. Um, has become a joy ritual. So in my house, we have, everyone has, we rotate days for cooking, even the kids, and we do new recipes. Um, nice. I really enjoy, and I've done this for years, my time in my bathroom. So washing my face, moisturizing, um, doing peels. Oh, I scrub. love it. It, it. I don't know. I think it, what it does is it changes the moment. Like you yeah. walk into the bathroom, I do a scrub and I change the moment. It's less about vanity and more about like just changing the moment. Um, yeah. And then I would say, 
I don't know, these, everything is like different these days. But another thing I've been doing is um, we have, we have mandatory laugh sessions. (laughs) I love that. And it's like this weird thing where if you've talked to other survivors of crises, they say you have to have joy. You have to be intentional. Right. So what we've been doing, we either do like a game, a lively game of Uno or an hour of riddles and a board game where people are cheating and we're laughing, you know, I don't know. It's just every day by, by the end of the day, we have intentionally had a laugh session and that's been substantial ritual of joy. I'm going to borrow that for sure. Now you meant you mentioned your bathroom rituals and you know, I have to ask a little bit more about that since we also share the beauty thing. So what are your top, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, whatever you want, top products in your beauty cabinet. So recently I've been um, using Kat Berkey. It's a vegan line. So I came out of, and this is like a long story, but I'll shorten it. I came out of the hospital with COVID um, and I was already healthy before, but from that experience, I deepened my commitment to being really healthy. And so I'm 80% vegan. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I take in, but the products I'm using, I'm really trying to use vegan products. So Kat Berkey has a cleanser. She has a an eye cream. She has um, oil. All of these um, products that smell really great. So there's aromatherapy, but have a quick response because I'm impatient when it comes to my skin. <laughs> um, and they're and they're healthy. So Kat Berkey, I would say, is my um, brand that I've been using a lot recently. And then I also have my own brand called Georgia. Yes. Which, I'm not even promoting it because I don't have the time to sell it these days, but I have to say, again, it's a brand that has zero chemicals. Yes. Which is hard to achieve. So kudos. Yeah. um, So that's, um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Okay. So of those top products in your beauty cabinet, what is, yeah, exactly. What is the one that you absolutely cannot do without? Like if you were, going someplace and, and you just only had time for t- to do one thing, what would it be? Oil. I can do oil. Yeah. So I will, um, moisturize with it on my face. I will use it for my cuticles. I'll use it on my yes. scalp. Yeah. It'll, I'll use it in the middle of the day just to make me feel like I'm glowing. I cannot, um, pack a suitcase without yes. packing oil. Yeah. I can't bathroom without reaching for face oil. Yeah. So like 10 other steps that I like that I enjoy, but if I had to narrow down to one, yes, face oil. I actually agree with you on that. A really good refined face oil is my go-to morning, noon, night, every day. Um, last couple of questions. Now talk to me about, you already live an exciting life on many levels, but you also have some even more exciting projects coming up in the future. So tell me about some of those endeavors and what are you most excited about? I know there are too many to name, but, Tell me what you can. Okay. So if I, things that I'm excited about, my book, The Bold World is um, in the works for a television series. Yes. And that's phenomenal because we would look at a black family. We'll look at a black woman as lead character that a a very diverse blended family with divorce and adoption and multiple genders, multiple identities as the norm. So I like that. So that idea of like, to television is something that's happening. That's fabulous. Uh, I have a children's book coming out called Wow, Borka. Jody. Yeah. So I, my first book was my perspective, and my children's book is Penelope's perspective of what it was like 
to have to to express himself and have his entire community one by one understand and support. Um, so Born Red, a true story of a boy named Penelope comes out in this year. Um, I'm working on a third book around radical parenting. Wow. Um, which I'm in really enjoying. And my house. Okay, my, my big project right now is my house is leaking. My, yes. my roof. <laughs> so that, that is about how to become a roof welder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Less aspirational, but still pretty fabulous. Because <laughs> you can do it all. So exciting. I hope you'll come back when uh, the book's published and the TV series comes out. That would be amazing if you put us on your press junket. You got it. Thank you. Okay, last two questions. If you could create one magnificent thing, either a product or a philosophy, what would that be? Ooh. Ooh. create <laughs> a philosophy, I'm going to say... Okay. Philosophy. Okay. Yeah. So I have this, um, thing that I call the lab in our house. Yes. The philosophy that I would love to create it and, but I would love for people to embrace it is lab it out, lab Lab it it. out. Okay. I'm writing it down. Um, it's when we don't agree on, there's a topic that is, you know, big and robust and polarizing, like, um, seat in the car <laughs> okay or religion or yes. gender big shit that Politics, people don't agree. Yeah. so instead of trying to argue the point which most people do and we did we lab it out in my hand in my family so we sit down on the floor in a circle usually um yeah. to like love playing field and everyone gets a chance to speak everyone can speak as long as they want one person at a time no interrupt whoever has the proverbial microphone gets to talk yeah. and you can the rule is you have to share your truth ah. and it's forth, right? So one person, I'll give you an example. So Penelope and my, all of my children, Penelope, Cassius, Othello, Georgia, Nahin, yes. we're all sitting down and Cassius, who's the scientist, he'll say, look, I respect my brother. I'll always use the right pronoun, but scientifically speaking, Penelope's a girl. I don't believe that trans, he'll, he'll say, I don't believe transgender scientifically exists. I don't wow. believe that it's a, a thing. I think it's something that is, that people have just made up a term, but scientifically Penelope is a girl. Wow. This is a big, yes, exactly. This is a big opinion. This is a big truth for him. Yeah. And it's hard for me to hear because I know his science is, is inaccurate. There's yeah. science in the variance, but He's, he's 14. I'm a, he's, that's his perspective. And so yes. Penelope, and many of us have a different perspective. So Penelope takes, waits for his turn. And then Penelope speaks and Penelope says, look, I'm, it's not an opinion. I am here. I exist. Therefore I'm all the proof needed. Yes. Transgender identity exists because I exist. And this is how God has made me. Period. Yes. Cassius comes back with the microphone. He says, wait a minute, you believe in God? <laughs> God oh my doesn't. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it, it, so we go around and around and around and around and we talk. And I'm talking seven people. So we talk sometimes for an hour or two on wow. this topic. And in the end, they go, oh my God, are you guys bored? Let's go play basketball. Oh, they yes. Talked it out. So labbing it out means... Um, taking big polarizing topics yes. and 
discussing them, not debating, but discussing with decorum, with yes. no goal. The goal is not to agree. Right. Penelope and, and Cash still don't agree. It's been like eight years. But, but it's the goal still respectful. Is to discuss and disagree with decorum. So that's right. what labbing it up. That's a philosophy that I would love to have picked up by, you know, companies, boardrooms, other moms, uh, labbing it out. I'm going to pick up labbing it out and try it out in marriage. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can lab it out in, in, you know, in the nude. <laughs> right. That's true. That makes you it fun. Or and talk about big topics that might be really stressful in the That's news. right. That's right. That's I like that. <laughs> okay, my very last question for you, my beautiful friend. What are your top five recommendations for living a beautiful life? I call these the Fab Five. What are your top five recommendations for living huh. authentically, fab. beautifully, fabulously? And I'll write okay, those down. I would say untether yourself. Ah, have you read that book, Untethered Soul? I have it right next to my bed. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, so untether so, yourself. And that means cut some of the strings or detach some of the strings. Not forever, because, you know, oftentimes we're tethered to our children. Those are good things, tethered yes. to our spouse. But yes. for any woman who really wants to experience freedom and beauty and a, and a genuine lightness, we have to learn to untether for five minutes. Today, close yeah. the door. Don't be attached to anything. Just five minutes. And I don't mean that, like, again, recklessly. Just we have right. to untether five minutes. So that's that's beauty number one to be able to okay. untether. As a woman in particular, it's so radical, right? Yes. And I would say choose stillness. Okay, number two, choose stillness. Right. Then I have to be still some part of the day, and that's difficult for me. Um. You have to uh, be, you have to move your body. So yes. in the opposite of stillness, at some point during the day, you have to get up. You, yes. you cannot, cannot stay in bed. I want to stay in bed today. But we got to get up, get back up and move. And that could be um, exercise. That could be jumping rope. That could be dancing. But we have to get yes. back up. Um, Agreed. What's and your number four? How many do I get all, all together? Total of five. This is, you're now on number four. Number four is make love. Yes. <laughs> and that could be, you know, in all ways, it could be uh, platonic ways of making love, making love, producing love, creating love. Yes. It can be sexual ways, but we have to make love. Yeah. And fifth. Ooh, the last one. Okay. Um. Oh, gosh. Create something. Yay. Something, whether it's a story or joy or laughter. Yeah, create something. That means like, I guess that ties into imagination. The last one is to create something. Use your imagination. Yes. Create I something. Like well, it could be something um, like, a, like an idea, but it could also be creating a future. Yeah. Yeah. Jody. Ah. This has been amazing. <laughs> Oh my I God. Have, like, you know, I mean, let me tell you, I, I don't know if you can see, I'm in my bedroom. It's beautiful. 
my bedroom. It's no joke. I don't have a, I don't have an office anymore. I have to give it up to someone else in my house. <laughs> well, it looks very peaceful, and it looks like if that's the kind of place where you close your door, it's a happy place to be. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I cannot wait to see the person and hug. I know our, a big hug is beyond overdue. I can't believe the last time it was that I saw you, and and obviously no one had any idea of what was going to happen. But I'm so. So grateful that you are here today, even more grateful that you got through the madness and you are back to complete health and wellness. My goodness. Thank you. Thank you. It was, um, as all of us, we, we are pushed in ways that we never thought we'd be pushed and we will, you know, rebounding is, it's a skill. And so that's why these conversations you're doing are yes. so important. we can learn lessons from each other. Um, I, I, yeah. I do believe that. And, and it, it's one of the ways that I collaborate. So I would love to hear your ideas offline about who else we can come get to do this podcast. But in the meantime, right, yes. thank, you, thank you. Thank you for showing up, for being here and for honoring us with your time, your energy and your insight. Thank you. I can't wait to see you and we will talk soon. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone. You've been listening to my interview with Jody Patterson called Transition, Transformation and Transcendence how transgender activism may teach us to evolve and let go. Thank you once again, Jody. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So to continue this fascinating story, please buy Jody's book, The Bold World, and it's available on amazon.com. And for holistic beauty tips or to set up an appointment with me to discuss your beauty transformation, please visit my website at elementsandgraces.com. And yet another step, if you are looking for an online e-consultation anytime on your time, visit clicklift.com for your wellness, plastic surgery, and beauty answer, beauty questions on the go. And I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have. And you can post videos, you can post photos. And if you choose, we can also arrange to do a um, online sort of in real time consultation via video. But other than that, if you just want to click away, punch in your answers, fill out a brief questionnaire, ask and you shall receive. And if you visit clicklift.com, then I'll be there for you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Forever Fab Podcast. Until next time, stay beautiful inside and out and stay healthy, hopeful, and well. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.